Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, welcome back to, to, to oh my gosh, wow, I already messed up the title, the <laughs> Chosen Girls Tell Me About It. <laughs> oh my goodness, we are grace so glad grace. to, grace upon grace, you know what, we're not we perfect around like. here. We were just talking about this too, we're not going to edit it out either, but <laughs> <laughs> we're so glad to be back. Um, we've got a special guest today, we've got Madison Weeks, you might find her online as Madison Wheat, um, but she is a amazing person um we met in nashville several years ago through my local but um we're so excited for her to be our special guest this week as not only does she have her own ministry um that we want you guys to hear all about but also i hope that you take a piece of madison with you that she has the biggest heart and she is one of the greatest connectors that i have ever met i was telling sarah that you know it's such a gift that whenever we were in our small group together that she grew our group it's like, it was almost like that was Madison's job. She, she expanded it from about 15 of us to about 30. And it's because of the light of God that she continues to show through her, regardless of the season, regardless of what she's doing. And she's just a joy to be around. So we're so excited to have you. Welcome, Madison. Liz, thank you so much. I, you know, I don't take compliments very well. So I'm sitting over here like hardcore cringing, but also learning to receive. So thank you so much for those <laughs> really sweet and kind affirming words. And I'm so honored uh, to be entrusted with the opportunity to chat with y'all and uh, share with your listeners. And um, hopefully they can walk away encouraged after listening to what we're going to chat about today. Yeah. Yes, I can't wait to get to know you more, Madison, just like through this uh, podcast, but also like afterwards. And y'all, we were talking beforehand and I told uh, them that Liz has brought me like friend-in-laws and so many people who are in my life now were brought to me through Liz. And Liz, you're a great connector too. So I'm really, really happy to be in the company of such great um, people who have a passion for loving people. Like that that's what I what that's what I take away from you guys. So Madison, tell us all about yourself and Me Too Sister and just all the things. How did you get started? A little bit about you, whatever you want to share, girly. Wow. Well, okay, I'll try to stay focused. I'm very ADD. So let's Girl, we are too. Focus Our followers in. know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so as Liz already said, my name is Madison Weeks now because I got married six months ago, but uh, due to COVID and the lovely convenience of having many government offices shut down right now, I haven't been able to legally change my name. So legally, I'm still Madison Wheat. Uh, so Wheat Weeks, it didn't change that much, but uh, <laughs> it's a little confusion on my name there. I currently live in Jackson, Mississippi with my husband and our two little puppers. Oh and uh, for work, I 
have many jobs. Actually, right now I have four jobs, which is very uh, unsettling, but I'm working through it. Uh, but mostly I am a flight attendant for American Airlines based out of New York City, and I got furloughed due to COVID. However, my recall date is May 2nd. So starting May 2nd, I will be up in the air again awesome. out of New York. Um, it will make long distance marriage a little difficult, but thankful for the opportunity. And I also work at a Christian university here in Jackson, Mississippi. I work with their international graduate program. So those are my awesome. main two jobs that take up a lot of my time. But um, my passion is my, my blog, it's called Me Too Sister. I started writing my senior year of high school and it was kind of after a rock bottom moment in my life. And I've, I had always been a journaler, always kept a diary and writing became my way of just processing and talking through different things, talking to God, uh, writing out all my thoughts. And my freshman year of college, I think it was September of 2013, I started a WordPress account. And that was just my, my small way of putting some of my writing out publicly. I think I maybe had like 10 readers per post. It was very small, uh, but it was my way of saying, okay, this is what I'm processing and I want to encourage someone else or try to help them uh, feel hope in this time. I think that in that season of life, I was really struggling and feeling um, just wrestling with a lot of personal struggles and trials. And I was seeking some sort of like comfort or encouragement from other Christian writers and bloggers. And there's so many incredible uh, women out there who, who write and post, but I was struggling to find something that I related to. And so ultimately that was the main reason why I decided to start a blog. Now Me Too Sister wasn't formed until 2017 and the name I actually came up with because I was sitting with friends I had been mentoring some girls in my small group and through our church in uh, Starkville, Mississippi, which is where I went to college. And I remember sitting across specifically at this coffee shop called 929. That was like the place to go. And I would sit at 929 and these girls would pour out what was going on. Um, everyone completely different with different struggles and different stories. And I find myself just resonating so much with each one. And I kept saying, me too, sister. Oh, me too, sister. I said that all the time. And that is how the name, uh, I came up with the name for the blog. And so it's been four years now, which is crazy. But my heart behind it is just to have a transparent, open place where Christian women um, can talk about real life struggles and not shy away from the messy parts of life. I think that unfortunately, sometimes we feel like we have to fit into this cookie cutter mold of what a Christian woman is supposed to be. And my hope is just to encourage um, young women to know that life is unconventional and we're not all going to have this picture perfect life. And that doesn't mean that we're too dirty for God or too broken to be loved by Jesus. And so yeah. that is my hope behind it is just to encourage girls to let them know they're not alone. Me too, sister. I'm in the walk with you. And uh, that, that's how it got started. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. <laughs> I, I love, again, just an, a testament to your character is just, you know, how you're resonating with others and you being the great connector that you are. I know that it's, you know, four years and being in ministry, it's, it's not an easy thing, especially Sarah and I have a, have a phrase side hustling for the Lord. Um, but you don't <laughs> look, he don't mind. And so, um, 
so one of the things is you're, you started your ministry, it really, you started pretty young technically before it even grew to what mm. it is now. It's definitely been a journey, but what's been one of the greatest challenges of, of being a young woman in ministry? Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good question. I think that personally, my greatest challenge with being in ministry would be myself. Uh, it took me a really long time to take away the air quotes when I would say ministry and referring to my blog. Um, I actually had a, a minister at my church tell me, she said, you don't have to put air quotes around it. It is, it is a ministry. And so I think that myself, like I held myself back in a lot of ways, um, lack of grace for myself, insecurity, feeling like, well, what do I have to offer? Um, who am I to feel like I can encourage other people? I think that um, just negative comments that have come in. I think that one, being a woman who is, you know, sharing, but also because Me Too Sister is all about authenticity, I put a lot of stuff out there and that can be scary. And I receive not very nice messages and um, from not just cynical critics, but also pastors. I mean, I, I've received messages from pastors of churches telling me I am a false prophet and oh, all kinds God. of craziness. And so I think that ultimately, I, at the end of the day, um, I held myself back in a lot of ways. And that's something that I'm in a continuous process of saying, Lord, I am nothing without you. And I know that this is what you are wanting to do through my life. It's not about me and my ministry, but it's about the things that you have allowed me to walk through so that I can then go and do that ministry. So I held myself back a lot. Um, but do you guys, uh, Jenny Allen, man, I love guys, her. she's amazing. What a and woman. He actually posted something today that really resonated with me. And it kind of, I feel like applies to this, but, um, I don't remember it word for word, but she started out by saying 10 years ago when I started, you know, my ministry, I was not who I am today. She said, my skin is a lot thicker. And if it wasn't, I wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. And uh, she ended it. There was a really powerful part at the bottom that said, uh, some of you can't do what God's called you to do because you love the opinions of others more than you love God. And I was like, whew, dagger to the heart right there. Um, yes. Because I am a people pleaser. And that is something I have to continuously surrender over to the Lord when it comes to ministry, because, uh, not everybody is going to like what you say when you're preaching the gospel and when you're preaching truth of the Bible. It's just the way it is. And having to surrender over um, my desire to please others has been uh, a hindrance that I've really had to work through. I feel so that real. so much. Yes, Liz, that is so real. And I just have to commend you. I admire so much not only your transparency here with that, but also your transparency you know, just like we were talking before, I said, you can feel how genuine you are through mm -hmm. your posts, through your writing. And I love that even your writing is like handwritten. I, read, I told you how much I love your handwriting. But people even, you know, Liz and I have experienced people being like, you know, oh, I wish that I, you know, could be a better Christian or, you know, read my Bible every day or have a consistent quiet time. And it's like, there's this shame tagged on to performance and, and like ministry is so pretty mm -hmm. like you know and it's almost like okay where are sisters in Christ showing like hey I messed up 
Like I messed mm-hmm. up like for the past month. Like I, yeah. you know, and it wasn't just me like messing up a little bit. Like I might've, mm-hmm. you know, really neglected God or I may have not even felt like praying because right. <laughs> I'm going through this season and, and that realistic, just authenticity. I feel like women are looking for like, they want their relationship with God to be this thing that's attainable. And right. so, you know, a mate, like I admire you so much, girl. It's amazing what you're doing mm-hmm. because people can look at you and see that their brokenness is welcome. See that their problems are welcome. See that they have a seat at the table. And mm-hmm. I think that that's exactly what Jesus was when he was here walking mm-hmm. on this earth. So girly, like I know like everybody's going to say like, don't let the haters get you down because when people say that to me, it does not make me feel better. Like I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm like, but still, you wrote an ugly email to me. Like, I'm just like, but her, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. No, well, I so appreciate that encouragement and it is, uh, that's my heart. And so that is affirming to me that you see that because my heart is to provide a place of authenticity for women to say, listen, we're human. It's part of yes. it. We, we are going to fall. We're going to sin. We're going to mess up. And I um, have to take myself back sometimes because even though that is exactly everything I stand for, I can still get tempted and discouraged by the, oh, well, I don't have a pretty aesthetic on Instagram. And, uh, you know, I don't know how to, like, y'all, I started my podcast recently and I have no idea how to do that. I was like, listen, when you listen to it, it's nothing fancy. There's not any, no, like, it don't have to be. But you know what I mean? Like, yes. I was like, I'm just going to do it because I said I was going to, and I have terrible follow through. That's something I have to really watch myself on. Yeah. Um, but so I, I get it. And I, I just want women to know that um, being a Christian doesn't mean, I think you, you said this earlier, it doesn't mean like live in this pretty, pretty bubble of having everything yes. all together. And I love what you said about like Jesus, a relationship with him being attainable. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's super powerful. Well, and it's almost like if there are all of these Christian women out there striving for something to relate to mm-hmm. and something that seems possible for them in their life, how can we even expect for people who don't know God yet to exactly. even like, you know, I was listening to a podcast with Francis Chan the other day and he was talking about how so many of us try to be the answer for people. Almost like when someone walks into an, to the ER, like you go see the receptionist and the receptionist doesn't say, Oh, let me diagnose you. Let me um, check you out. Come sit on my desk. Let's see what's mm-hmm. wrong. And they're like, no, the receptionist, all that they do mm-hmm. is say, let me get you alone with the physician. Let me get you alone with the doctor. Let me get you a spot and a room and a place with the doctor. And he's like, so many of us are trying to play physician when really our, our part is only receptionist. Like wow. <laughs> he, he was dropping some truth, but, uh, I will at Tim and Annie F downs it released last week. But, um, but yeah, I think that, I think that that's what your page does. Like you're a receptionist. Like it's amazing. <laughs> You're just pointing people, reflecting back to um, Jesus. And that's what we're supposed to do. So you just said something that that just hit me like a ton of bricks. Say it, girl. Just as a, a reminder, our job is to make room. Yes. Our job here on earth is to love people and make room for them in the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. It's not, we don't have to, we're not here to fix. We're not here to change minds. We're just here to make space. Yeah. And I'm like, Wow we complicate so much stuff. But when you think about it like that, it's just like, oh yeah, I can definitely do that. 
absolutely absolutely all of us have the opportunity to do ministry and to be a missionary right where we are you know Mm -hmm. that's something that I've really had to take and receive and be able to walk forward and believe for myself as well because your story has a purpose in somebody else's life so that leads us to the next question what like when you're posting your content day to day because it seems so like real time like it's going to hit somebody exactly where they need it, like at that perfect time and the perfect space and the perfect situation. So what inspires your content from day to day? Mm. Well, I have always said that I, if I ever get to the point where I'm posting out of obligation, then I need to step away. Uh, I never want to feel like this blog is becoming my job in the sense of it's something that I'm rigid with, that I have set times where I have to post every single day at this time. And um, that's totally fine for my other friends who who do function that way, but I don't want that to be how I function uh, with my blog. And so I would say that one thing that's been huge in growth for me from the time I started writing to now is that I've learned um, when, let me see how to phrase this, almost like when in the journey to post. So for example, if I'm struggling with something really bad right now, I probably shouldn't post about it at that second. I should probably wait and see what the Lord wants to teach me and heal or whatever that looks like, and then move forward. Um, Because I think that sometimes when we post out of emotion, it can cause more harm than good. And so I would say that most of my content is inspired just by learned lessons and, um, you know, when there are times where I feel like I need to step away, because let's be real, like life gets busy and I can't, as much as I'd like to, I can't just sit and write for hours a day. And so there, there are times where I'll be real, like I've recycled content, I've reposted something I've posted in the past. And um, it's cool because even when that happens, someone will be like, oh, I needed this. Cool. Look at God. Look what he can do. Yes. Even with something that you feel maybe guilty about. Um, but I would say, one thing I am very passionate about when it comes to my content is, again, addressing issues that maybe aren't typically addressed um, when it comes to the quote-unquote Christian blogger world. I'm very passionate about mental health, and I think, uh, thankfully, the church as a whole is doing a a big, they're doing a good job of stepping in and really starting to evaluate that and I love matching psychology with scripture and so um I mean just even just researching what the Bible says about taking our thoughts captive don't lean on your own understanding I mean there's so much in there uh renew your mind there's so much in there about um I don't think that mental health struggles mean that you're not one with God and and so I'm very passionate about making sure that people know that you don't just have to pray harder. Uh, you know, prayer is essential and it is uh, critical, but you, uh, your mental health struggles are valid. And so that's something that I talk about a lot on the blog. And um, I talk about physical intimacy and mistakes with relationships and what that looks like when you feel like you've gone too far and can those things be redeemed. Um, I'm very honest about just shame and things that I have walked through. And um, those are the times where it can be a little challenging because I don't know the reaction (laughs) that I will get. And even for my parents, it was a learning curve for them 
of like, wow, our daughter is putting a lot out there on the internet right now. And so I think that is where most of my content is inspired from is just learned lessons and God, what are you teaching me right now? What have you taught me? And um, sometime when I'm in prayer and I'm just praying through things and something will be laid on my heart out of the blue. That's also another thing that I'll say, well, God put this on my heart for a reason. So let me see if anyone else needs to hear that. And it's really cool to see the response when that happens. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Girl, that's so good. I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned, especially two things. One, mental health and how important it is. And I, I hate to even look back and think back on the earlier church and how we treated mental health. Um, and the missed opportunities that were there. Um, but I'm glad that we're making up for lost time now. And I think it's so important that we are honest that, that men, especially nowadays, because mental health is becoming more and more of an issue and young for younger and younger women, especially, um, I think it's so important that we, that we equip ourselves with how to, how to address it when someone comes to us. So not just like dealing with our own mental health and how to address that, you know, recognizing when, you know, when there can be when it can be um, addressed with just like that time, you need to seek professional help. Both mm-hmm. are absolutely okay. That's what it's there for. Um, so I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that, but you know, also being making sure that we're equipped and prepared to have those conversations with people that we're mentoring or, you know, having a mentor mm-hmm. to go to, to address some of those too. And then, um, oh my gosh, the second thing just left me just like a butterfly in the wind. I oh saw my God. it on your face. You're like, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It was, it was just there. You know what? Y'all it's going, it's going to come back. But, um, but well, I'm one so- thing, while you're thinking about it, one yeah. thing I can say is I think it's really important. Also, um, I'm all for a good challenge. So if you read my writing, uh, a lot of the times I'm like, challenge yourself today, do this. I want to challenge young women and women in general. I never want to shame them. Mm-hmm. So I think that sometimes that can be a fine line in corrective behavior or um, calling out things that need to be called out. You always want to do it in grace and make sure that um, it's a challenge to do better, not a shame and how could you, how dare you. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I want to be conscious of my approach with as well, because uh, sometimes the truth can be aggressive and, and that's okay. Um, but I want to make sure that when girls, you know, read my things and it's, it's getting to the point now where unfortunately I'm not able to like get around to all of the DMs and things like that. But when girls reach out, I want to make sure that they feel uh, like I'm approachable, that I'm somebody who's like, hey, I get it. And it's not yeah. fun, but let's work through it rather than how could you do that? So that's another thing that I'm very passionate about. How, I guess and it's not really even a question. It's more so just like, I love, again, your, your authenticity and your transparency, because I feel like because of that shame culture that we have likely grown up in mm-hmm. a church, or we know a church that where somebody who was church hurt from something like that and how you address it, and you're just like, yo, you know, I messed up and that's, mm-hmm. that's okay. We're going to work to do better. We just won't make the mistake again, you know, on that progress. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so important. And I, I hope that as or the kingdom of God continues to grow. And especially with a new generation of believers rising up that they recognize that no one is here to expect them to be perfect. 
I, because my parents are, are older, I feel like they grew up in a generation where perfection was the expectation. Yes. And I'm so glad that with your ministry, that you're so transparent and tearing that down. Like mm -hmm. God did not even expect you. He didn't ask that of you, but we are all working towards it together. And I'm going to come alongside you. I love this image imagery of whenever we're working together that you can either you can lead a crowd or you can lead a, lead a chain of people by the hand, which mm -hmm. means you're far out from them. And there's not a whole lot of, doesn't take a whole lot of power to break that like red Rover. But if you were linked at the elbow, how much harder is it to break that chain? Mm -hmm. And when we come together and we, we share our, our insecurities and our vulnerabilities and our mistakes and our truths, it's just like we all link together at the elbow together to, mm -hmm. to help us be a stronger um, collection and, and just community of women in Christ. That's, that's what I love about your ministry. It's so beautiful. Well, thank you. And I, you know, my only hope is that it, it points back to grace. That's really what it's about. And I think uh, one thing not to get off topic, if I'm oh, chatting away too much, y'all can cut me off. No such uh, thing, girly. One thing that really stuck out to me that I still remember to this day, and I don't think I've ever shared this on my blog. So when I was 18, I mentioned I had kind of had a rock bottom moment. And that was really where my spiritual journey uh, started to take off, even though I grew up in the church as a pastor's daughter. And I remember meeting with someone that was kind of mentoring and discipling me. And she said, okay, start from the beginning. Tell me your testimony. And so I told her my testimony or what I thought was my testimony. And she said, you know, that just sounded like a series of unfortunate events. And she said, that's not what your testimony is. And that really stuck out to me is like, when I'm telling my quote unquote testimony, it should be about pointing to God's strength in the middle of weaknesses, not about woe is me and all of my that's so problems. Good. Yeah. And that's so really that's something problem. that's really stuck with me through the years is I can talk about very realistic struggles and trials and battles that I face without making it about the struggle itself. Like glorifying um, the struggle. Exactly, yes. Exactly. I, you know, my hope is that it always points back to God. And, and there are times where I say like, I'm frustrated with the Lord right now. I don't know what he's doing. Um, God feels silent sometimes. I think that it's okay to acknowledge that. But, you know, my hope at the end of the day is that it's never about me. It, it's, it will point back to God. Um, not something to be very conscious of in ministry. And, you know, like in ministry and in life, I think about like, you know, you said that earlier you had received some criticism and, and I'm sure some really ugly and hurtful messages. And that is, that is so hard, not only when you're trying to do everything you can to do what you feel like the Lord has put on your heart to do with the best of intentions. And like, I 1000% know that like, we, even in ministry, we're going to get it wrong. Like we're going to mess up. And I think that obviously knowing that our heart is in the right place is, is great. Like there's not evil intent or anything, but just taking it back at the end of the day, not only with ministry or blogging or being any kind of influencer or even being just a person, a mom, a friend or whatever, when you put all of the glory and the focus on elevating who Jesus is and not elevating who you are, it takes the pressure off. Absolutely. Like that is such a beautiful thing. And yeah, you're still probably going to get flack. You're still probably going to fall from grace. Like everything's okay. But like, if your motive is to elevate yourself, then like, that's the only thing you have to fall back on is yourself. Absolutely. So it's almost like 
a good little insurance policy, like, <laughs> like, you know, this is the foundation that we stand on. So when everything else crumbles, like the foundation's still there. So absolutely. Really and if, you know, I'm, I'm constantly striving. Um, this is something that, you know, because I'm human and I'm, I have pride and I struggle. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get this point, but my hope is like, it to all be for Jesus. Yes. And as my, um, again, bringing up my people pleaser side, I am definitely the girl that like cried in high school when someone gave me a dirty look and oh, yeah. I, I cannot deal with conflict in the sense of if I think someone's upset with me, I confront it head on and say, Hey, did I do something? And so I have had to learn even in adulthood at 26 years old, um, to surrender over that and to say, if it's all about Jesus, why does it matter what so-and-so is saying about you? If it's all about Jesus, then why does it matter um, if you're not in this group of friends or invited to this specific event? And so that's something I'm constantly striving towards. Girl, that's going to help somebody because that just helped me because I think <laughs> way too much about all of that. All of the above, D, all of the above. I'm like, you just described a literal conversation I had with myself yesterday. I'm like, someone made the slightest comment and I'm just like, oh my gosh, here I am laying in bed, still thinking about it. And I had to say self and self said, hmm. And I was like, girl, who do you care about? <laughs> like, do you care about this tiny comment or about what God thinks of you? Yeah. But it, it's that in being proactive about, you know, taking that thought captive, like you mentioned earlier is so important because let me tell you, y'all, I done been down a spiral or two. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, it, it takes a lot to get, to get back from that. Um, but I'm so glad that you mentioned that. So one of the, um, so while we're talking about all these, like, I love all these wonderful topics, where can people find more of Me Too Sister? Like, it, where can we follow, you know, where can we find your blog, things like that? So Me Too Sister is um, on Facebook and Instagram. That is primarily where most of the posting is done. I have bought the domain for a website. However, I am not a techie person at all. I don't know how to do anything technology related. <laughs> so I'm uh, working with somebody to get a, web a website up and running and on March 31st, I just launched my podcast. So congratulations. Um, thank you so much. I only have two episodes out. My second one I posted yesterday and it is available, I think on seven different platforms, the most popular being Apple podcasts and Spotify. So uh, just search me to comma sister. And that is how you can find it. If you're interested in interest in listening. Um, but that is kind of where I'm at right now. My goal for 2021 is to find a literary agent that is willing to back me as I try and publish my first book. So it's a lot. Oh my God. A huge step is uh, I finished my outline. I've actually started writing five different books and I've never been able to finish them. And this was a huge um, victory moment for me about two months ago when I was able to finish my outline. So I am trying to find a literary agent because that will make publication so much easier. But I am, if anybody's listening to this and you know anybody in publication, feel free to shoot me a message. Absolutely, girl. We'll claim that in the name of Jesus. Amen. That is, a, that is something I'm praying about and it's kind of a goal that I have for this next year. Oh my gosh. So let me ask you a quick follow-up question. Yeah. I know that in addition to, to just like 
the great person that you are and the great connector you are. You're, you're a great communicator. And I know that writing is one of your strengths. Mm. What, what did that process look like for you getting to using the strengths and the skill set that the Lord has given you for his kingdom? Mm. Wow. So that has taken a lot of growth and maturity. Um, as I mentioned, when I was talking about that conversation with that mentor back when I was 18 years old, that was when I first started writing kind of publicly. And so who knows what I have written posted on the internet <laughs> from years ago. And I think that really making sure that um, when I'm writing in my journal or in my notebook, obviously that's like, that's a prayer for me. That is between the Lord and um, what I feel like he's talking to me, things that I'm maybe confessing or, or frustrated with him about. But whenever I post, um, I just want to use wisdom and discernment and something that I need to be prayerful about because again, um, you never want to post something that's going to be a hindrance or a stumbling block to somebody. And specifically when it comes to sensitive or triggering topics, um, I would hate to set someone back instead of pushing them towards Christ. So I would say that with, when it comes to writing and communicating and making sure that things are furthering the kingdom, just using a lot of wisdom and prayer and discernment. And it's actually interesting. So my first podcast that I released was called Healthy Vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And it That's was, it. I talked a lot about this idea of what does that look like to share your story with wisdom and um, to be open and, but also allow yourself to have privacy. And it, it kind of sounds like it contradicts itself, but I hope it made sense in the podcast. <laughs> my, you know, my hope is that everyone has a safe place that they can share and open up and talk to. Um, but you just want to make sure that you're doing it wisely and that at the end of the day, again, things come back uh, around to trusting and surrendering over to the Lord. Amen. Girl, that's so good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So I don't know how to receive compliments. I'm like sitting over here awkwardly. <laughs> I'm so excited to listen to your podcast and we will definitely link all of the things of how to find you and your podcast in the show notes here. Um, but what more can our listeners expect out of your podcast? Because girl, after hearing about the first episode, I'm going to be needing to know, like, I need some teasers of what's coming up, girl. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, if you give me a second, I can pull up because I have a, a whole outline, but I have been writing like crazy. You know, it took me forever to actually, to finally do my podcast. And whenever I posted my first episode two weeks ago, because right now I'm um, posting them bi-weekly. So whenever I posted, I, something came over me and I just could not stop writing. So on um, the outline that I have right now, I've got uh, choosing singleness um, to the girl who cried the one for my ladies out there that are hopeless romantics. I have an episode coming about how your phone is changing you. Um, I talk, I'm going to talk about what I'm calling job hierarchy and how I feel like there's career competitions between you know, somehow taking your job and that is also showing your worth. Uh, the podcast I posted yesterday is called Location Association. And I talk specifically about um, negative experiences that we've had that we start to associate with a specific place or location. 
and what that looks like to either revisit those places whenever the time comes or surrender over that hurt and that bitterness and hatred. That's hard. Um, yeah. So yeah, th- those are a few of the things that have got coming up. Um, I have one coming up <laughs> that says, "Not everyone, you're not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, just talking about how you can be kind and do your part to be at peace with everyone, but you're not going to be able to be friends with everyone and that's okay. And that's a hard lesson I've had to learn. Yes. I actually got a text message from somebody um, and keep in mind, I'm 26 years old and I'm, I'm an adult. And I got a text message from somebody, I think two weeks ago saying, you know, you are not my type of person. And I said, okay, that is, it. <laughs> you know, that's fine. Wow. Um- <laughs> the ball yeah. okay right <laughs> I, I feel better I respect the honesty so you know those are things that I'm constantly learning and um just want to make sure that I'm communicating them in a well in a way that points to hope uh, while also just being honest about the reality of the situation fantastic I cannot wait to listen especially to the location one that is so interesting like how God gave us feeling. We talked about this last week on the podcast, like God gave us feelings and even like anxiety. Like I'm not saying God gives us anxiety, but he created our bodies to get nervous in certain places or with certain people. And that might be telling us something or it might be something that we can overcome, you know, and be a part of our story. So I can't wait to hear about that. But yeah, it's a little deep. I'm just going to warn you. I'll, I'll go get my scuba gear. Like we're good. Like, girl, you didn't take the you took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say, girl, plunk. I'm about to send me on down. And in ball. Like we go. <laughs> I'm y'all are hilarious. <laughs> Crazy. Girl, we're gonna have to come to my house and we'll watch Hamilton or whatever movie of your choice. We're theater people, nerds okay. around here. And um we'll Liz will cook because that's what she does. <laughs> Chef Boyard Liz. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, I've got one last question for you before we hop off here, but if you had to give a piece of advice to yourself 10 years ago, what would that piece of advice be? What an interesting question, Liz, because I just wrote something about that. that. I'm like, Liz, you've been stalking. What are you doing? Um, That is a really great question. And if I had to choose one thing, um, to tell myself 10 years ago, it would be that in this life, we are going to experience trials. And when those trials come, that doesn't mean that God has forgotten you. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. Um, But remember that whatever you're going through, God is with you in the midst of it, and he's going to use it for good. So that would probably be the key piece of advice I would tell myself 10 years ago is just Um, I think that when a lot of people go through heartache and struggles, it's where is God? Why would he allow this to happen? And we have to remember that we live in a broken world and that that's part of it. Um, But walking alongside Christ means trusting that he's going to use it for good. So good. Okay. Okay, sister, go ahead. Me too, sister. (laughs) Mm-hmm. preach to us i'm so sorry i have to say it <laughs> I know, my friends use it as a joke all the time they'll you know they, they always like me too sister <laughs> oh girl like literally everything you're saying i'm like yes absolutely yes and amen so good 
Madison, thank you so much. We are so honored to have just you and your wisdom, your experience, and just all that you represent on this show. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait to share your show with our friends. Well, thank yes. you. I, I am so appreciative of you ladies. And it is so encouraging to see God honoring fun ministries out there that um, point to community, that point to Christ. And I'm a big fan of you guys and just honored to, to be here today. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm honored that you called us a fun ministry because, right? Fun. So, <laughs> like, sometimes religion can get really rigid and it can get really mm-hmm. hard. And I'm like, I feel like Jesus was a fun guy. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, the Bible never mentions that he laughed, but you can't tell me that Jesus doesn't have a sense of humor. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. know he's got mad jokes. <laughs> I mean, apparently he hanged out with kids, hanged, hung out. Here we go. Yeah. He wow. Mm, English. Okay. He hung out with kids a lot, so mm-hmm. you know that he was a funny guy. Like kids are so weird. Trip? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, cooking fish on a bonfire. Like, what a cool guy. Right. Man. <laughs> okay. This is the last thing before we before we go. Have y'all ever thought about what Jesus smells like? Never in my life, Liz. I can say, I I don't think that thought's crossing. It's, uh, see, you know, sometimes I just need to keep my mouth shut. But, but don't y'all know he had curly hair? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right? It's a must. The must, she said. It's a must. <laughs> LOL. I'm waiting for the day when I get to heaven, because I'm going to find out. You know, honestly, the first thing out of my mouth, and this is the foodie in me, I was like, I bet you Jesus smells like fresh baked bread. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Oh, or or fresh laundry. Yes, I see that for sure. You know, some fresh, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't smell bad. Is, I'm going to be God. thinking about that all night now. <laughs> look, look, when we all get to heaven, we'll talk about it. If I prayed <laughs> right now and was like, Lord, reveal to me what Jesus smelled like, I'm pretty sure I'd get spiritually slapped upside the head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, gosh. A warm aroma just coming to the room. <laughs> yes, just <laughs> an air vent like burst open, a spirit wind just oh, hit me in the face. I love it. Good questions to ask, Liz. I like it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys for not judging me, but you know. You know, all questions are welcome here. Like, you know, why am I going through this trial, Lord? You know, why me, God? How, mm-hmm. you know, what I have so many questions about how the earth was created. Also, how did Jesus smell? Like, we need to know these answers, Lord. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I have no shame. You are amazing. And I cannot wait to hang out again. Yes, girl. The next time you're in Nashville, it's happening. Cannot wait. All right. Well, I talk about Nashville in my podcast, so I don't know next time. <laughs> girl, I have to go listen. <laughs> well, Lebanon's different than Nashville. Lebanon, I told somebody today, was off-brand Nashville. So you can come to the off-brand Nashville. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Liz is like, yes, it's true. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another another episode. Be sure to join us next week. We can't wait. Next Tuesday, we'll see you, um, and we'll wait for to tell you all about it. So, see you guys later. Bye, guys. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.